ever-transcendent God. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Wayne Fleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name's Julie Adams, and on this Monday morning, I am joined by our youth pastor, Pastor Wes Hillis. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. It's interesting good. to be on the other podcast. I know. You're on like the other side of the tracks now know, or it's something. Crazy. It's crazy. So if you don't tune in on Friday mornings... Um, we have another podcast geared t- more toward youth, mm-hmm. and anyone's welcome to listen to that. Oh, yeah. But uh, on Friday mornings, we have a youth one, and a few times, Wes comes over to the uh, Monday morning one. Yep, every, like, three times a year. and Yep. Yep, <laughs> actually, that's about, <laughs> that, that is it, yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm excited to be here and to be yeah. able to talk about our transcendent God. Yes. And kind of go through it. Um, it's a topic that... I find is crazy um, and confusing and yeah. mind-boggling. Yeah. It's almost like one of those big words that if mm-hmm. you were reading it, you'd be like, ooh, maybe yeah. like skim over it skim or over Google it, it or one Google or the other. It, yeah. So when I first got the topic, I actually Googled it. Cause I'm like, yeah. I need to start from like the groundwork to actually figure this out. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm not, I'm not a big word person. Okay. I'm a very simple person when it comes to words. <laughs> I use simple things. Um, so I looked it up, and what transcendent actually means is beyond or above the range of normal or mere physical human experience. Hmm. And I think what that is getting at is that God is actually above what we can fully humanly experience. Like, all of God is above what we can humanly experience in our huh. in our concept of our brains. Like, we can't fully fit God into it. it. Yeah. I, this is what I meant by it's mind-boggling. Yeah. And the easiest way I find to explain it is, um, I've used this example before in youth, but um, each of us has a box in our minds. Mm-hmm. We, we well, multiple boxes, but let's say for this box, we label it God. Yeah. We throw everything we know about God, everything we understand about God, our favorite worship song. If like We just we pile it in, we tape it shut, and we're like, yeah, there's good, there's God. Yeah. But... In actual sense, God bursts out of that box. Yeah. Like he cannot be contained. Like he is just too massive, too big for us to ever fully comprehend. Comprehend. Like yeah. it's it's crazy. That's both a relief and frustrating all at it once. It is. Because we, on one hand you're like, okay, well I don't understand, but I'm I'm not supposed to understand right now. That's okay. Yeah. But on the other hand, you're like I want to know. I want to know what yes. it means. <laughs> yeah. And so when we're really talking about this, like there's four key words that I think would really make a difference that we're going to go through. That's power, mm-hmm. love, knowledge, and presence. Okay. Those are the four words we're going to really talk about. Now, people are a lot smarter than me. Remember, I'm a, I'm a person with simple words. Yeah. People much smarter than me came up with these words to kind of encompass, mm-hmm. oh, big word, encompass these, <laughs> these uh, four kind of more simple words. And they all have to do with this um, base word called omni. Okay. So omni means all. So if you say all something. So the first one we're going to look at is called omniscient. Okay. So in simpler terms, it means all-knowing. That God is all-knowing. That every that God knows mm-hmm. everything in the universe. Which, if we're thinking about it, doesn't make sense. Because it's just, it's crazy. Because God knows how creation was made. God knows the very molecular structure. God knows our very hearts and our minds. He knows um, and how Psalm, everything works Psalm 139 yeah. verse 4 said before I even speak God knows what is 
Like mm. he knows what is uh, going to leave our tongues. And so, yeah, I think um, Psalm 147 verse 5 says it really well. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. And for, for us, we like to put caps on things. Like we would say, yep, that's the farthest reach or that's the th- farthest we can go or that's, that's how deep we can go. Like, um, but for God, there is no limit to things. Like his, his nature of understanding and his knowledge continue forever. Like it, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know what to say about that because everything earthly, like all of our experiences come to an end mm-hmm. or you know, everything is sort of finite for exactly. us. Yes. It's finite, yes. but for God, it's not. And that's... Yes, it's crazy. Like, strange, yeah. And we're actually going to talk about how we are finite later on. Okay. So Julie was already... Sorry. No, it's great. It's awesome. Ahead. No, it's great. I love when people can <laughs> see it and get that. So yeah. Um, the second word I want to talk about is... Now, I have to be honest. <laughs> I've said this word wrong my entire life oh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. so the word is called omnipotent yes i for my entire life until about two weeks ago when i was talking to renee realized i called it um omnipotent oh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'm sitting in renee's office and i say this and she looks at me and goes what <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what what are you saying <laughs> and i had to explain it and she went omnipotent and i was like oh no like through Bible college, no one corrected me. Like, <gasps> really? No one. And so oh. I just thought I was right. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. So I know, like, every time I say this word, I'm, I'm going to hesitate. Yep. Which is it's going to be funny for people who know this now. Um, but on, on uh, omnipotence, um, what that means is, is to say that God... Um, is all powerful mm-hmm. that God actually rules over all that there is nothing that God cannot really do, and so when we read this, I think Revelation verse sorry Revelation nineteen verse six says it really well. Then I heard a noise of a huge crowd. It sounded like a roar of rushing water, like loud thunder. The people were shouting, "Hallelujah! Our Lord God is the King who rules over all." So here we see God is actually someone who. Like we, we, I think we refer to as Christians that God, you know, kind of like rules over all creation and all this. But here, this is saying of all the spiritual beings, of all the angels, of like everything we talk about in scripture, of crazy things like the cherubim mm-hmm. and, the, and all of this, God rules over all of it. Mm-hmm. That his power is so ex- expansive and so crazy that he, he has control over it all. That he is actually the one that we can find refuge in and actually safety in because he mm. has the power. Yeah. And I think it's just fascinating the more we dive into that. Um, the third one, and this one's new to me. I never heard of this one before. Okay. What so is it? So it is the word omnibenevolent. Oh, okay. I know what benevolent means. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what does benevolent mean? It's like like giving or mm-hmm. um, like caring for, loving. Yeah. yeah. So what this is saying is that God is good and all loving. Mm. This word omnibenevolent actually describes God's nature at its center. That God is of love. His actions, I like I like how I like how this is put, but his actions are untainted. Oh. His actions are untainted. Because for us, like like you said, we are finite beings. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in sin and all these things. A lot of our actions can sometimes be tainted for, say, 
self purpose or other things, but for God, it all comes from love. That this、mm. idea that God's actions are untainted, that His His actions are of true goodness. Huh? And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but that implies that God doesn't ever hold a grudge. Like we as humans, when we have something happen, we think, "Ooh, something like that happened before," and we're more cautious. Like if you've、yeah. been hurt in a certain certain circumstance, then if something similar happens, you're more guarded or、yeah. cautious. So yeah. From what I'm hearing from you, God is not like that. Yeah, and no, and it's not saying that God like we do something and God forgets about it, but He remembers it. But He, he still chooses to love and still chooses to have good and gracious things for us and chooses to have this mercy for us. And the fact is,、um, I think we see it really well. This kind of love in Revelation verse eighteen. This is right,、um, right after John falls to his face. So John falls to his face because right before that,、um, he talks about、uh, in verse sixteen. In his right hand he held seven stars, and coming out of the mouth was a sharp, double-edged sword.、Mm-hmm. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. So John, when he saw this in verse seventeen, he says, "How I fell at his feet! Like I was just, I was overwhelmed.、Yeah. Like it was too much. Like if we're John in this situation, I think we're all doing the same thing. Yeah, we're all either falling face first or falling back if like." Terrified a little bit,、yeah. because of what he's describing, what he is seeing, looks pretty out there. It's out、yeah. there, but what does Jesus actually do? Because a lot of the time we focus on verse sixteen, where Jesus has this double-edged sword, and you know he's holding all these things, and we're looking all at the symbolic nature.、Mm-hmm. But let's turn into the action that Jesus actually chooses in verse eighteen. Sorry, it happens in verse seventeen, but he says, "Then he placed his right hand on me and said." Do not be afraid. John is experiencing this vision, this revelation of Jesus, and Jesus stops and just puts his hand on him and says, "Don't be afraid." Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like that's that's saying I'm right here with you. Like it's things are gonna、yeah. be okay. For in the middle of this intense scene, John is comforted、mm. by the one who he is seeing is in all this power and all this might and all this glory. And he stops, and he has compassion. Like that's that's the nature of God that this word describes. This omnibenevolent.、Mm-hmm. That when we are overwhelmed, when things are happening, when things are too much, he bends over and he says, "I'm right here with you. Like don't don't be afraid." Like he puts his hand on our shoulder. I think that's beautiful.、Mm, yeah. I think that action is so beautiful.、Um, the last word. There's the last omni word I want us to focus on. It's actually going to lead us into a lot more of the message. Okay. And that's omnipresent.、Mm-hmm. That God is everywhere, all at once. This is the most confusing <laughs> one. This is the one where everyone's going to be like, "Huh?" But verse eight and verse eighteen in Revelation one say very similar things. Verse eight says, "I am the Alpha and the Omega," says the Lord God. Verse eighteen expands on that. After he says, "Do not be afraid," to John, he says, "I am the first and the last." What Jesus is saying is that from the very beginning of time to the very end of time. He is there and there, and the fact is, there's always present through time. Okay. So what we're getting at is saying there's no time in history where Jesus is not present. God is not. God is always present. And the best way I think we can think of this. Do you remember in elementary school、mm-hmm. how you, your teacher would make you draw a timeline? Yeah. Right. It's very simple. On a piece of paper, you draw a timeline. Yep. You put starting from like when you start grade one, 
to the end of that year and like yep. all your key events what you're going to be doing all very simple yeah. right i think that's something we can all relate to maybe not the people who were homeschooled but i'm hoping <laughs> we just had a conversation with Anne yeah. where it was funny but um <laughs> so this timeline i think actually gives us a window into god's perspective a little bit and i know that's kind of confusing to say okay but for all of us when we draw this timeline we can envision ourselves inside of it let's say we do a timeline from when we turned like five to like when we turned 10 sure and we're like maybe we're 11 already so we're just looking back but you can see your key events your history all these things mm-hmm. but the reason we get i think god's perspective a little bit is because when we do this not only is god walking the timeline like we can envision ourselves walking the timeline but he is actually able to step back and view all of history all at once mm-hmm. yep mm. yep okay mm-hmm. Because he can view all of it at once because he's always present in all of time. Yes. So is there no present for God? That's the interesting thing. Is that what you're saying? Well, the thing is God is always present, but does that mean there is a pre- present time for God? I don't know. Because this is the whole idea because we won't be able to fully understand everything. Yeah. And the fact is that God with all of humanity has been present and within the future is always present. By the same time is present or will be present. Is present. That's mm-hmm. that's I don't understand. That. I know. I know. <laughs> it is it is actually a little bit insane because like I said, what does transcendent mean? Beyond or above the range of normal or mere yeah. physical human experience. It is above what we can fully comprehend. Yeah. And that's the thing with God, because we want the answer. We want to be like, no God, I need you to make this make sense for me. But he's there like one day it will one day i can't right now like it's just i would yeah. i feel like he would love to but at the same time it's like it's gonna break your brain yeah <laughs> and so these four key words that we've been focusing on and the reason i want to talk about time is because i think time is one of the ways we can really figure this out so when we're talking about um we've talked about a timeline mm-hmm. we talked about this there's a quote i want to give us now i'm a bit of a nerd and so hang in there with me so Carrie sent me this quote because mm-hmm. from one of our favorite shows that we watched. Um, and I think this will help express some of the feelings that we're having. And this is the quote. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect. But actually, from a nonlinear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more of a wibbly, wobbly ball of timey-wimey stuff. It kind of understand because it's just like because <laughs> we're trying to describe what is time, and then our hands gonna be it's just this thing of yeah. like we don't fully comprehend or understand it. And does that quote's actually from Doctor Who? <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Okay, but and so this quote and what we're trying to get at is that time is confusing. That God, that this whole idea of God and everything and how He is, all these things can be really confusing, mm-hmm. and it can be really overwhelming. But what we're trying to get it and to simplify it is this relationship that we actually have with God and the importance of it. Because, well, yes, God is transcendent. God is transcendent. Our very relationship with God is transcendent as well. Oh. Mm-hmm. So let me explain. Yes, please do. So Jesus actually gives up his transcendence. To come be a human? To be a human. Okay. Where he is 100% God, 100% human. He actually gives up this grasp of transcendence which for any of us we would be like why why would you do that so but, you don't think jesus understood it while he was oh here? no 100 percent did 
Because he he's 100% okay. human, 100% God, but he actually took on flesh yes. and, and bone and has actually been then, we, whenever we see Jesus in scripture, he's still flesh and bone. Yeah. He's actually, instead of being this transcendent spiritual, however, he actually becomes flesh and bone. He's actually limited himself in that form of being partially human. Mm-hmm. And so while he does this, all of us would be like, Why? Why would you? Well, he actually wants this relationship with us. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus, and you said this word earlier, finite. We mm-hmm. are finite, but Jesus is eternal. Infinite, yeah. And so he wants this relationship with us. And the magnitude of that is the fact that the transcendent God of the universe, the one who created the founder of all things, actually wants a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. That is above the range of normal or mere physical human experience. Definitely. That, that, it, it is confusing because we say, why God? Mm-hmm. Why would you actually do, want this? Well, he's omnibenevolent. That he actually wants to be able to be in relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And he's all-powerful because he can do that. And he's, all, he's all-knowing because he knows us personally. He knows all of creation well. And he's always present with us. So all these four words actually come into God's nature and show God's true nature of how he is loving and actually wants this relationship with us. And this idea of transcendence is that this relationship we have with God is so important and so amazing and so impactful because when we really break it down into its simplest form is the God of the universe is actively pursuing to have a relationship with you. When we break it down to its simplest form, mm-hmm. that's mind boggling yes. to really think about that. We are just like finite beings. Yeah. We have a beginning and an end. God is always pre- always there. Mm-hmm. But he still chooses to want this relationship with us, to know us personally, to know us intimately, to walk with us in our daily lives. Like that's just, you you think like there are like the universe. People say is always expanding, and God could just be anywhere. Else, but no, he chooses to be present with us. Mm-hmm. And so, what I want to do as a takeaway, what I want to do for people to really clue in, to really take from this, is to not take it for granted yeah like to really have a moment of awe and wonder in our relationship with god where it's like like wow like like you actually want me god and say okay like let's do this like let's actually have this relationship to to not just let it go by by and like yeah i read my bible today or yeah we prayed at dinner but really communicate with god because the god of the universe is reaching out to us and be like i'm here with you yeah so yeah that's awesome. Thanks. That's a lot to ponder uh-huh. this week, Wes. Can I leave us with a quote? Yes, please do. This is C.S. Lewis' quote, and it says, God is both further from us and nearer to us than any other being. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to finish. Thank you, Wes. If you would like to get in touch with Wes, if you have any comments or feedback or any questions, yeah. <laughs> he would love to discuss this with you. And also, if you have any questions for our panel at the end of the month, we would love to hear those questions on the book of Revelation. Um, you can send them to any staff member. If you want to reach Wes, his email address is Wes at WayneFleetBIC.com. And my email address is Julie at WayneFleetBIC.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. (laughs) We look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.